babies. Now they call you sweaty. I don't know what that means still. I have to look it up. But... <laughs> I'm like, oh, wait, is that wait, hit you for see you? Me? That must hit for you, though. You must no, have they can like just that. fucking... their camera? <laughs> they can just hear you breathing heavily. Like, hey, hey, <laughs> hey, you old fat, fat bitch. You're sweaty. You're sweaty. Like, yeah, I am. I am sweaty. As a matter of fact, son, I am. Thank my you. Wife, Thank my you wife keeps bumping into my chair going to take the trash out as I play video games <laughs> in my underwear. Yeah. <laughs> don't ever grow up to be like me, folks. Get your own room where you can lock the door. Never, never land. Never, mm-hmm. never land. Uh, speaking of never, never land, what do you say we started the show? A lot to get to. Big news uh, coming out of New England sports. Obviously, everyone's heard uh, already. We'll get to certainly the Belichick. A lot of Belichick talk here. Uh, but we're going to start with a little opening take. I'll kick it off. Uh, Belichick-centric. More craft-centric. Uh, I wrote a blog on someofmindsports.com, if you've heard of it before, uh, called Craft Has to Make a Hall of Fame Decision. Because Robert Kraft, if nothing else, at this point in his in his life, is begging to get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. That's his next. That's his last goal. It's the last uh, little ribbon that he can put onto his his resume. Um, and casket, it, probably. Thank you, Raymond. Um, and this decision to fire the uh, arguably greatest coach of all time, certainly greatest coach in Patriots history, uh, after letting the greatest quarterback or player of all time go in Tom Brady, uh, had to have been a, a tough decision, harrowing decision, even in the circumstances in which they are at fourteen and or four and thirteen. Um, but the decision to actually do it, I call it a Hall of Fame decision. Because those are the tough choices you got to make in the tough in the tough times. You got to make the right call, even if it's hard. And I wrote that before he actually did it, and we find out this morning that uh, he, toot was, toot. he was able to pull the trigger there. So uh, bravo to you, Robert Hall of Fame voters. If you're watching, he did the hard thing. He let the old man go. He's turning the page. Was doing doing what's best for his organization, for his team, and for his uh, Patriots Nation. Uh, kudos to you, Robert, on an easy decision. But a hard decision, a Hall of Fame decision. It took him three days to make that Hall of Fame decision, too. Okay, apparently. yep. Uh, uh, Ray, your opening take. Uh, thank you. Uh, speaking of Bill Belichick, uh, what we've been seeing for the past 24 years here in New England, well, you'll never see again. But I did some uh, writing down while I was taking a poop today before we started recording. Uh, there's six coaches that could beat him, theoretically. Uh, let me give you Sean McVay, who is the darling, 37 years old. He would have to coach for another 34 years and average seven wins a season, almost uh, eight pretty much, in order to catch Belichick or beat uh, Shula's record. Uh, John Harbaugh, who's 61 years old, would have to do uh, average 16.9 wins for 10 more years in the NFL, which you won't see. Andy Reid's the next closest. He would have to do uh, average 10 more wins for seven more years in order to break that record. Folks, you're never going to see it. I don't think any of these coaches will do it. Andy Reid's too fat. He'll have a heart attack before he can reach that win plateau. But, I mean, Sean McVay is the darling, and you have to average seven wins in 34 more years in order to break that record. That's just insane to me. How, old's, how old is uh, Big Red? How old 65. is he? I think he's like around he's, late 60s. 65. 65. So he's got to go uh, uh, He's got to go to his mid-70s, pushing 300 pounds. Yep. yep. Nope. You've seen that commercial, though, with State Farm with the Nuggies? Yeah, it's you not see him, gonna work. You see him fucking waddling. 
I mean, obviously the record is something we can talk about here on the show, but it shouldn't be surprising that how untouchable it seems. I mean, it's the most wins of all time, and mm-hmm. Belichick and Brady had a 750 winning percentage for 20 fucking years. That's tough. That's tough to match. The fact that they haven't got Shula yet is actually a little bit more surprising, right? Yeah. Like it actually says more about Shula with the actual dominance that Brady and Belichick had for that 19 years. Um, Shula did it, you know, over a longer extended period of time. And now Belichick is going to play out the string just to catch him, um, you know, potentially in fucking Atlanta. So um, we'll get to all no, that, Bobby. Yeah, I'm just saying that basically we won't see this again in our lifetime. That's pretty right. much what I was no. getting to. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. No, the McVay 34 thing. He's He's been threatening to retire for years. Already. He's 34 he's years old or whatever. 37, yeah. yeah. Who was the other guy? Harborough? 61, huh? Yeah, I didn't think that. Mike McCarthy. Oh, Tomlin was the other one. So Tomlin's 51 years old, but he would have to average 7.8 for another 20 years in order to break the record. That's, dude, I don't think a, Tomlin's a guy that sticks in the in the league for 20 more years. feels like a guy no, that I think he'll be a little early. Mm. They're talking about moving on from him, too. Um, okay, uh, Bobby, your opening take. Well, as the resident college football guy, I guess I'll touch on that. Just kidding. Fuck you, Jeremy. You fucking asshole. Just because your mom moved in next to Ray and next to Richard's house and you jerk off in the basement watching the Simple Minds fucking sports show. You illiterate cunt. You buster nut. What the fuck does that mean? Did you even graduate <laughs> high school? What do you have, a GED? When you're down there. Wow. Nothing wrong with the GED, Bobby. Let's not. And you hear that pitter-patter, it's not your mom bringing in the groceries. That's me, baby. That's me. Woo! Suck it, Jeremy. Oh. That was the best college football take you've had on the show. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, wow. It's unfortunate uh, that, that with so much news that this is the week that this had to happen, but fine. Yeah. It's been no, a great yeah, week yeah. for me. It's been coming, a great week. Coming off the heels of a text chain uh, exchange of a, of a listener of ours, that just happened to think Bobby uh, had uh, a feminine voice and asked if he was gay. Not that there's anything wrong with that. And, uh, you know, Bobby apparently uh, didn't like it. So uh, big chief gay Bobby. Uh, well put. Well put. Back to our back to our listener there. Uh, we won't be talking about that probably any, any much further here and there. Uh, Maybe. We won't Don't obviously speak be for talk- yourself, yeah, yeah, no, It's, <laughs> it's going to come up constantly for the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I can't decide what's funnier, Chief Gay Bobby or Big Big Gay Chief Bobby. <laughs> big Gay Chief Bobby. That like, rolls off the tongue better too. <laughs> big Chief Gay Bobby. Either way, uh, it's. <laughs> I was I was driving when I got that text message and was trying. Did you pull to... over? Did you pull no, over? I should have because I almost crashed multiple times. I was laughing so hard, feverishly <laughs> trying to get it to you guys. <laughs> I was dying. I was laughing so hard. I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop. Big cheap gay Bobby. That makes me laugh. Uh, I don't care who you are. Uh, that makes me laugh. Uh, show right now, we'll be talking about uh, death of the dynasty, the final nail on the coffin. Belichick uh, out as Patriots head coach. Um, uh, that presser that they had today, two of them. I'll uh, get to that if, if you're able to listen to some of that. The landing spot for Bill, there's already speculation there. It's been a week of speculation. Another hot topic for uh, Big Gay Bobby there. He was real, real sparky this week, you know? Wasn't he right? Mm-hmm. Real, no, he was. Salty. 
just especially Saturday, you you just you could tell that he was like easing into the weekend, like he didn't want any of the pressure with Michigan playing in that national championship game. No pressure. You could tell like the fucking button, this the little button you could push on him, he would just explode on you. Yeah, there's too much news to actually talk about college football because it sucks so bad and no one gives a shit. But do you want do you want to take a quick uh, minute thirty? I did watch the game. I've watched two college football games this year: is the Michigan Alabama game and the national championship game. Here's here's my takeaways: JJ McCarthy sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, Pe- uh, um, um, Penix sucks. No, that dude, yep. under any amount of pressure, cannot throw the ball. He was so inaccurate. Mm. Uh, I it didn't look like he belonged on the field. You combine that with his little three quarter sh- throw and the fact that his injury history popped up basically immediately in that game. Can't take a hit. Can't throw under pressure. I'm out on that guy. And it just the sa- the same things that bug me in college sports, like. They're young kids that shit their pants in big moments, and you saw it all over the fucking field. In addition to the, uh, conferences like the SEC and Big Ten going up, up against any of those West Coast conferences, never works. Those West Coast conferences are just too small. They're bigger, they're stronger, they're faster in in the the real conferences, the SEC, Big Ten, the you know where the money's at. And uh, it wasn't a competition. Washington didn't belong in the same field. They had one good drive. They made it interesting for one second, and then Michigan ran away with it again in the second in the second half. Mm-hmm. It was fourteen to three is pretty much over after the first. They made. Yeah, they, they make bullied them. They, they at before halftime they Penix and then they had that nice touchdown <clears> drive <throat> to make it something at halftime, and then the interception to start the um, second half. It was fucking over. It was done. So, uh, yeah, I, I it just I don't know your your the thoughts. You're the Michigan man, Bobby. Congratulations on the win. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, no, it's just good to, regardless of Michigan being in there, it was good to watch other teams in there. Um, I, it, was a, it was a cap on the, this form of the playoffs. Next year, it's 12 with new conferences, new conference realignment. College football's changing all the time. So I, I think it's going to be interesting. And I think, uh, obviously, Saban leaving and Harbaugh potentially leaving, there could be big changes in a couple other schools like that, like we've seen. And pros, you're not uh, you're are against the 12 team format. I, I just think it's going to be silly. Uh, it's not that I'm against it. I just think that there there's a better option. Um, I, if you look at I mean, if you think that those teams suck watching play to watch the 10th and 12th teams that they really suck. Well, so. I just I just think it's football. I just think it's that anything, city, baby. anything mm-hmm. can happen in a one game yeah. playoff scenario in football. Oh, you'll get the upsets. And the fact that teams like like Michigan was the number one team all year long because they cheated or whatever. Um, but Alabama going and beating Georgia was not expected. Right. And Ohio state being left out of the mix because they lost to Michigan. They could have upset any one of those teams on, a, on any given day. So yes, state, even like, they didn't show up. The, the top echelon of teams still is going to be, it's not four, right? Some years it's maybe two, some years it's six, some years it's, three whatever but expanding the playoffs i just think the the beast the 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 ship before didn't make sense to me in college none of college football makes sense i i like the idea of of expanding the playoffs to and if the 12th team really fucking blows and loses 71 to, to 9 to you know number one team then so be it but at least you've got potential upsets from that fifth and sixth team that normally wouldn't make it ray any thoughts on the title game uh, they were talking about a, a, a college football on ESPN pretty much saying that there's too many bowl games. And that's pretty much why people are losing interest because they have all these made-up bowls now. And maybe like when you do this 12-team playoff, just make it 12 teams and that's the bowls. 
Like, don't right. get these insufficient yeah. bowls that don't matter. Just do these 12 teams. That's all that That's matters. what they did with the playoffs games, the Rose Bowl. Yeah, no, they say, like, eliminate. People are yeah, sick of money grabs. There's too much money yeah. and no one gives a shit. <clears throat> like the one at Fenway. They have one at Fenway every year. And all the good bowls. kids don't play in those yeah. insignificant bowls. So it's just like, no one cares. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you go. College football. Uh, you, JJ, big JJ guy over there in the corner, Bobby. That game changed your mind at all? On either I mean, that's just cool. That's what quarterbacks look like in college. It just kind of exactly. is. You're kind of like projecting it. Oh, no, I'm serious. No, I get you your point, suck. but you're projecting it. You can <laughs> see is you're projecting the tools. You're projecting who the guy is. But like, yeah, that's he's still better than Penix. Penix scared the shit out of me as a T as a fan of a team with the number three pick after that Washington, Texas game where Penix stock shot through the roof. Some people were calling him the number one quarterback. To then look at defense, yeah. To then look at the way that he played against an NFL style defense and couldn't handle the pressure, couldn't think quickly, couldn't deliver accurate balls under pressure. No, 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 no. Out. So second round. To mention he's got two surgeries on one ACL and got hurt in that game too, and he's small. Fuck that. No, out. No way. Nope. Yeah. What? How? He's like six two or something, like one hundred and sixty pounds, something stupid like that. He's not a big guy. He's very scrawny. Uh, okay. There's your college football minute. Um, so a lot of Bill Belichick started to show, I just quickly, I get a rant from Richard. Uh, the Celtics made, uh, some headlines there before all the football stuff, uh, some bad replay ref. Um, I want to do two minutes on that. Uh, we've got another edition of the spirit walk of truth with chief gay Bobby, which, uh, this one fantastic. Really? I don't, I don't have an opposition to this one. It's just m- kind of mind blowing. It's beautiful. Yeah. I, yeah, that is that. That's my manifesto. I don't. This segment, I think, is plateaued in the second one. I don't know what I could do better than that. That is. Yeah. That is. Put that on the website. It just well, might no be debate. Nice, there's no the, debate. The whole segment just might be an isolation screen on Bobby with the uh, like the lasers behind him. And you can just trip out on it. Um, and then some simplest minds of the week candidates as well. So that was a big long open. Welcome to Super Minds Court Show Friday Rewind January twelfth. Welcome to the show. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you're welcome. Ray has uh, got a new situation going on. He's got the uh, beautiful Goodell clown nose behind him. He's got a Rob Gronkowski signed jersey over his right shoulder directly behind him. Is that a Bork? Is that a Ray Bork? Yep, Ray Bork. There you go. That's for the Queen. Also signed right there for the Queen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, we've got a Simple Mind Sports Show plaque. And then what's, is that a fucking wrestling thing or a stupid video game thing? The gold band? That's the ultimate warrior. That's, that's the ultimate warrior. You don't know the okay, ultimate warrior. Cool. That's awesome. Uh, so again, you're welcome for YouTube. If you're listening on your preferred podcast platform, please rate, subscribe, review, tell your friends as always. Tell your mothers. Death of a Dynasty, boys. Um, first news kind of following back i've been listening to it basically nonstop and kind of reading it nonstop i think tom curran had the first like it wasn't nearly a report but at 1204 he was like patriots are making a move mm-hmm. and then i woke the up to, to it and say anything about it weeks ago as well months yeah he's been on it forever yeah. But obviously, first thing this morning, whatever time you woke up, you've got you got the alert that the Patriots were expected to make uh, separate from Belichick, and that just escalated to the point where they had a, a noon press conference. Belichick and Kraft 
got in front of the camera, did not take any questions, but made their statements verbally, um, a handshake and a uh, kind of half awkward hug, some thank you, some gratitude. Uh, they It was called a um, gratitude and celebration by Bill Belichick. He was called the greatest coach of all time by Robert Kraft. Bill Belichick said he was a patriot for life. Thanked everybody in the building. Thanks to fans. It was a big warm, fuzzy moment at 12 o'clock as they um, – kind of described their parting of ways. And then uh, Kraft came back at 2 o'clock, sat down and answered uh, questions by the media, which, talking about manifesto and moments, I thought Rob, Robert Kraft, I don't know if you guys have listened to it. I did listen to it, yeah. I didn't Kraft get to it, was no. fucking brilliant. He was honest, as honest as he could be. He sounded, well, the whole thing felt like a funeral. It felt like Belichick died. Like mm-hmm. it's just like and it, real it's the death though it's the end of the greatest dynasty sports you've ever seen the true end of it it's been over since brady left let's be honest but the true last fucking pile of dirt to put on it is belichick leaving the organization a true restart here mm-hmm. um and that was the whole sentiment all day from those two press conferences to from the reports you know you have the glory hogs from espn and everybody else talking about how everything is uh, a beautiful and peaceful transition you got the cynics and the belger and maz local guys calling it uh bullshit and you know he was fired and blah 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 and um so let just just spend a couple minutes on that. Any 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 uh, time you've been able to kind of skim over or listen to the reporting, the pressers, and just the announcement of Bill Belichick is no longer the head coach of the New England Patriots after twenty four seasons, six Super Bowls, titles, ten Super Bowl appearances, thirteen conference championships, eight in a row. Big news. Uh, I'll start. Uh, basically, okay, right. started Sunday after the game because Bell uh, Kraft came out when he was answering reporters that this all started Monday. Monday when that big meeting started to happen. So this wasn't a quick wham bam thank you ma'am kind of decision. This was like oh shit like I'm weighing my options here. Will uh, Belichick be the better source going forward, or should we just is it time to move on and get a new voice in here because you know four years after Brady's gone and you're one and you've had one good season you made the playoffs one time and you had you got blown out by the Bills so obviously it's time for change and but obviously this wasn't Kraft like a hundred percent on it wanting to move on he had to think hard about this and weigh his options and whoever this new coach is hopefully they can uh, fill this void because it's gonna be big now yeah I, I mean as much shit as I talk about it and, and piling on a Belichick and all this and that then when it happened actually happened it's like wow that is kind of sad it's like that long it's like the guy's been there since I was 14 you know my entire adult life is the figurehead for the Patriots and and now that kind of happens, you're like, oh, did that really have to happen? Could this have, you know, you kind of go through that, but it's just now more like, okay, is this, is the team going to be good again? Like now trying to like really get into whatever excitement and intrigue about is, is moving forward. But yeah, I mean, right now I'm a little, little melancholy about it because you don't know what it's going to look like. It's like, you don't feel like, you know, Bill, but like you've seen a lot of them, like you kind of, you know just like you felt like you knew Brady just because you watched him so much, you feel like, you know, him and it's just kind of like, wow. Okay. Like it's really a whole new thing now. Yeah. There's definitely more of a melancholy feel, especially comparing it to Brady. You know, you got, you had the split Brady's dead to me crowd versus we're rooting for Brady. This is not that it's just a air has been taken out of, out of the building. It's a, a last gasp, but 
Yeah, they didn't have a choice. I called it the Hall of Fame decision at, at the at the top of the show because of exactly what you just said, Bobby, all the sentiment around it. Uh, oh, by the way, they still got to pay him 20 to $25 million next year not to coach their team. Um, this was not the plan. I think if they squeaked out two more wins this year, Belichick's back. So, mm-hmm. like, it really, he really forced their hand to make this uh, decision. And it's the right one because as much as you want to, talk about turning it around and and moving over some of the personnel decisions, which is clearly the number one thing that held this team back and has held Belichick back, which is again, all his fault from the reports that we got that, that Herald report of the dysfunction with the coaching staff, the, the Trent Brown gassing that we, I don't think we've touched on too much in the show, if at all about mm-hmm. how, you know, he basically just lit into all the problems there. He's an asshole, but, you know, you don't see that from organizations and teams that are not dysfunctional. Uh, the coaching staff and Bill's inner circle dwindled down to basically him and his kids. Um, it, there, there was just, there's, there was no path out of that. <clears throat> and I heard Tom Curran and um, what's his little, what's his little, the Bill guy, Perry? Bill Perry. They did a, a immediate uh, press conference or uh piece after the presser and um they had talked about that monday meeting ray of Kraft allowing bill to come in and give his plan and say his piece and everyone's still kind of on that i don't see how that's possible i mean maybe no, I either. maybe for out of respect like hey bill you know give us your thoughts but the decision's made that has to be how it went there's no fucking way Kraft left a sliver of ho- of hope that Belichick could come in with some master stroke of here's what we're going to do and change his mind. Like, well, he did actually, though, because if you heard the presser after with Robert Kraft, he did say that, like, Bill, someone, one of the reporters asked, I think it was Karen Garigi or whatever her name is, is uh, asked about it. And Robert came out and said, yeah, Bill did come out and say he would let, you know, take all the personnel decisions, let that be on the wayside with the GM kind of thing. And Robert thought about that and he goes, yeah, but then obviously if something happens where our first round pick isn't something handpicked by Bill, I don't want him to come out in the media and start saying, you know, well, you know, this guy right here, not like painting the picture that Bill would do that, but just be like. Right, he ended I mean, if this doesn't work next week, yeah, it's not going to be. You my need fault. to be in be... unison, and he didn't want to set a scenario where the everyone's not working in unison. If everyone's not Correct. together, it's going to fail. Yeah, he ended that response with "it wouldn't work." And my point is, he didn't have that thought on Monday. He had that thought in Germany. That decision was made in the season. Like he didn't wait for Monday to finally call it. He, if he did, then even bigger Hall of Fame decision. If he like to put yourself in, in that scenario and all the emotions you just felt watching that just as a fan. Now you're Robert Kraft and you leave a sliver of, of you know, whatever. There was another report that said no way Belichick went in there begging for his job. So Bill, Bill wanted to stay. If he was given the opportunity to present a plan and, and present it to Robert, he certainly did it with gumption and he's still you know, one of the best mo- football minds that the game's ever seen. So it probably would have sounded really fucking good. And Robert's pretty soft. So like if he left that opening, this is why there was so much speculation that Bill was coming back because they, there was that reporting that they were going to meet Monday and see if Bill had a plan. And I just can't imagine that they, that decision wasn't made before, before Monday. And they, that Monday meeting was, Hey, 
we're going to move on. Let's take the next couple of days to figure out what that looks like. We're not going to trade you. We would like a presser. We'd like this to be am- look amicable out the door, but we're moving on, Bill. That has to be how it went. I don't know. Then why did it take so long? So it, yeah, I mean, you're not going to fire Belichick on Black Monday. I mean, yeah. that's just like a probably okay, so a Tuesday's the next day. So why why not Tuesday? Why wait until Thursday? So Tuesday negotiations were reported. So there there there's reported. Um, I think most of it raised PR. I also heard today that they're ready to do it Wednesday, but Belichick knew that Saban was going to retire, so he asked to push it. And they did it first thing Thursday. So I think all of it was respect and PR and just uh, uh, makes sense. Okay. But anyway, either way, I you know I'm with you, Bobby. The whole thing had a, um, yeah, like God, fuck, okay, like you know, a realism to it, a finality to it, right? And uh, yeah, and it seems corny and hokey and weird to talk about it like that, but yeah, there's a big part of people's lives as sports fans, and there was a lot of. Emotion, you know, I wrote a couple blogs on it and like got nostalgic writing about that 2001, watching the Super Bowl. I remember my father went in and revved the fucking Harley in February. It was 20 degrees or whatever. <laughs> like you had all those memories and emotions start flooding back in. They're big pieces of everybody's of everybody's lives. Like if you're a sports if people our age, as big as sports fans as we are, there are pieces of joy outside of like your children being born and your family that you will never ever feel the way that a lot of you know those those patriot seasons gave you that experience Mm -hmm. and that joy and that euphoria and i think the new england patriot fan experience is quite unique too i mean like as not only said is it just 24 years with the same coach it's all the success and only all that time with the same quarterback too it just felt like you were a part of that because there was the same people it wasn't changing Right. So it, it isn't, I don't think a lot of other fan bases maybe can relate to this. I don't know, maybe some Yankees dynasty-ish people. I, I'm trying to, th- I don't know, maybe some Lakers stuff. I, I, I'm trying to just think of a quick comparison, but whereas like this truly, like it, it just is, it's just, it, it is a big deal. And they just try to move forward. And, and I just hope that whatever decisions made, I, I think we all kind of, we'll, we'll get there here in the show, but whatever it is, is just the right one. It was also a perfect storm for people our age too, because we had that youthful like energy and hope and the cynicism and not like fall in. Like if if Brady dropped in their laps now and the and the dynasty started now as we approach into our forties, it would mean so much less. Like mm. it'd be great, it'd be awesome, especially if you course that with you know terrible play for decades before. It'd be you know a great experience, but. Like going through your high school day in in twenties and college and and like that was prime time at, no at the time it. when it mattered most to you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like you didn't have a whole lot of responsibilities, you didn't have a whole lot yeah, of exactly. things that you held on to. It's that part of your identity. You're like, thing. yeah, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I've gotten in physical fights over sports. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that's it. That's the end. Felt like a funeral today because it was death of a dynasty. Um, and I thought quickly though, oh, sorry, quickly. Go ahead. someone that's just graduated in college and going through their master's program has only known Bill Belichick as the New England head coach. 
Dude, we, like, we've gone we through texted this, right? There, uh, it's so crazy to me that like a 24 year old has only known Bill Belichick as the head coach of the New England Patriots and all the success, success that came with it. It's just they, insane. They didn't even, they don't even have memory of the first three Super Bowls. Nope. <laughs> like they know Brady, <laughs> like, like the, the Seahawk, the uh, yeah. Butler interception is pretty much their first like inkling and, of. And the Patriots are, the Patriots. Patriots, Brady and Belichick are still the greatest of all time to those people because mm-hmm. they got to yeah. is that end of it. And it's That's like, just insane. That, that era of the dynasty. They, they only saw that part. Yeah. Right. And, and that's honestly what history will look back on. You're already almost forgetting about the end of Brady in New England and that Tampa Bay Super Bowl is almost now this is coming from a New England fan but it's almost like getting attached to Brady's legacy in New England it's almost like this little fucking offshoot of yeah he went there too and got a Super Bowl yeah but it's not really a thing in these last four years with Belichick won't be a thing number one because on paper they weren't that bad except for this year on paper they weren't that bad this no. year was there's one really bad year in paper the rest of it like it felt a lot worse in real time, but as history looks on it, like, ah, yeah, they had a couple of mediocre seasons. They went to the playoffs once. So it was, you know, mediocre end and then kind of flopped at the end. So, you know, history will still just kind of look back and go, holy shit, they won 21 straight games. Like, that's unbelievable. They went to 10 Super Bowls under Robert Kraft, nine with Belichick. Like, yeah, the whole thing will be insane. I, I don't think ever, we'll never see anything like it. No. We certainly will not. I mean, what's the close like, in our the Warriors? Four championships. They won four, yeah. Years? Well, maybe the Bulls. Uh, I'd say the Bulls. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that, that's a good compare. Probably the best because that's like six and eight years. Yeah, yeah. Even that, we're a little young. I mean, ninety-one, five and six years old. You remember like the ninety-nine or the ninety-eight one against the Jazz? Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, final any final thoughts on it? I got roasted on Felger and Mass for my email of the day. That was so awesome. Tell them to basically to, the, it was the, a fucking mutual departure. Rich, fucking get with it, dude. I like when he called you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like you yeah, know, this the is fucking like to not be yourself. I wrote yeah. a I wrote a four paragraph, you know, burning, like, fairly comical burning with some jabs in there and some and they only took three sentences at it. You know, no fucking context, fucking media. This is why this is why people hate the media. But the whole point was, look. It wasn't cynical. I don't even think Belichick was cynical about it. Maybe he probably didn't want to go up there and talk. But when he was up there, he even potentially yeah. choked up a little bit at the end oh definitely did. he's a man I mean, he that remembers like seconds, yeah. a fucking sack 37 years ago and the way the defense was set up against the offensive line you don't think he has knowledge of this moment in history and what it's going to look like and what it's going to mean and to my point of that i just made of these last four years aren't that big a deal history will look at that conference at the end and go it ended amicably and i don't think it ended that far off of what we saw Everybody knew that it was fucking coming to an end. Did Belichick want to leave? No, because the easy thing would have been to stay. But I'm sure he got it. Like, he wasn't lighting shit on fire going, how the you can't fire me, I quit. Clearly. I mean, 24 years, and they embraced, and then, again, yeah, I thought I just thought either Robert Kraft's a phenomenal fucking liar or he's a phenomenal guy, and he cares. I think he genuinely cares. Probably a lot about himself, but also just... 
A Maybe he has one of those massage thing. women down in Jupiter, uh, Florida. They very yeah. much liked him, Raymond. Five stars out oh, of five they might stars. Have. All you think crap. so, though? You think? But they became friendly. I bet you he's into weird shit. He probably asked about her family and the kids. Most and rich guys are into weird shit. Mm-hmm. They get bored. A lot of fucking money. What are you going to do? Exactly. Okay. Uh, that was good reminiscing. Let's move forward here. Um, where's Bill going? Let's do this first, and then we'll talk about who's going to take uh, over for Bill in in Foxborough. Um, and it, it is convenient. We mentioned the Saban retiring, but Pete Carroll fired. Then Nick Saban retires, and Bill Belichick is fired. To your you, use your word here, Bobby, all the Grampies are being shown the door. Grampies, <laughs> bad day for bad week for Grampies. Yep. And uh, it looks like Carroll's not going back into the ring. Saban retired. Looked like he's not get, going back anywhere. He's certainly not going back here. You don't retire from Alabama and then go do something else. And you suck Belich- in the NFL anyways. Yeah, Belichick's only going somewhere else to pick up 15 more wins. And the leader on the uh, to Pashula, and the leader in that uh, uh, clubhouse is the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons. Seems like he wants him some Bill Belichick. Last I heard, they had not. They fired Arthur Smith this week, and they had not had any interviews, had not really looked search for anybody. Uh, the Commanders have also been uh, referenced, nope. but they they are out. hiring um, the guy from San Francisco, mm-hmm. right? So though I just only saw that they were out on Bell, uh, Bill Belichick. Well, you're gonna fucking interrupt me, Ray. Then have something good to add. Sorry. Don't just give me a nope and then uh, nope what? I didn't know. I didn't hear that the uh, commanders were going to hire anyone from San Francisco. All I heard was that I saw the headline commanders out on Bill Belichick. Where was I that? Bill sitting here doing this this weekend, hoping the Cowboys or Eagles get bounced this week, and then he can slide into one of those gigs. Yeah, so Schefter the- said. Falcons, uh, commanders, chargers are your openings right now. Uh, it seems like the Chargers kind of are swaying away from that. It looks like they want young offensive minds. Uh, apparently, Ray saw a, 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 a headline that Bill's out. Where was that? No, com- commanders are out on Bill. Got it. Okay. Uh, Falcons are leaders in the clubhouse, but I'm with you, Bobby. I'd like to see a loss from the Cowboys this weekend, a loss from the Eagles, and I'd love to see a loss from the Bills and see what that whole thing shakes out as. <laughs> see what that looks like. Imagine Belichick in Buffalo. But that blockhead. That'd Josh be fucking Carter. amazing. <laughs> be uh, amazing. The first thing, the first thing he does, he gets there with full GM power, trades Josh Allen to the Patriots, and he's like, "Ah, oh, fuck you, everybody, <laughs> fuck you, Bills," and then leaves. <laughs> Patriot for life. Chess versus checkers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then he goes right back to the Patriots. <laughs> To give him another. This was fork. the master plan. I told you, Kraft. I had it. You didn't listen to me. Sit down, Mayo. <laughs> What's the best? What would be? What would be? Cowboys has got to be the best landings. Like just the most juicy. Jets. He's never going to the. Jets. I mean, I think if he went to the Eagles, he'd rip off a Super Bowl win because he would fix the defense. The offense is ready made. Ooh, think so? I think the offense. Hey, Patricia's there already. And bingo, done. Patricia's already there. Josh McDaniels come over as my OC. Hello. Are they going to fire Sirianni a year after? I guess they did it to Peterson. 
Wait, how yeah, far Peterson him. was two years removed from the they Super Bowl? They booed Santa Claus. Yeah. So they don't give a shit about Sirianni. They threw batteries at uh, Michael Irvin when he hurt himself. What do you think is more realistic? I think it's more realistic for Jerry Jones to boot McCarthy out mid-game. Oh, I would agree. Belichick He's had in. more time. It's more realistic. Cowboys get fired if he loses this this game up. When? <laughs> when they lose. It's going to happen soon. Yeah. Uh, I haven't even paid attention. Who do the Cowboys play? Green Bay. I, know the, I don't know. I know the Eagles play the Bucks. Green Bay. Eagles, Bucks, and Cowboys play Green Bay. Mm-hmm. They're not. Green Bay's been feisty. They're not losing to Green Bay. I can see the Eagles losing to Tampa Bay. I can definitely see the Eagles losing to Tampa Bay. I can see the Eagles lose it. They've lost five of the last six. They suck. Mm-hmm. They suck. Uh, the Pats okay, haven't well, figured out in week one. Just the Pats suck. There's your pipe dreams. Um, what do you think of the Falcons, which is the odds-on favorite? The Raiders, I guess, are getting a little play now too, but I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. I see the see they're going to be the Falcons or the Chargers, in my opinion. I think those are the two. If I think if he goes to the Falcons, he'll get his cheap wins. Division sucks. They'll they'll, they'll be fine. They, I mean, they have players. They'll they'll win games. So, yeah, I think um, I think the Falcons is his fastest way to Shula. Two years. Yeah, and then they it's play good. the they play the Patriots twenty twenty five. Wouldn't that be? Brilliant if he comes to New England and gets the win, gets the Shula win in New England. Oh, if the schedule maker is added up that way, so that like, so there could be that potential oh, it's to win that happening, game that day. Bobby. It's no matter oh, I mean, who that goes, scripted. Yeah, no matter who he goes to, yeah. wherever the schedule puts the Patriots against that team, they're going to do New everything England. in their power to make to yep. to try and make that happen. Absolutely. Well, it will be interesting. It'll be. Weird and gross to see Belichick in a Falcons hoodie in a dome. Cut off. Cowboys feels right. Eagles doesn't feel as right. I get Super Bowl like that's probably the best landing spot, of course. Cowboys would make sense. Cowboys, Cowboys would make great feels sense. right. If just the Commanders were still the Redskins, it would feel right. Commanders feels uh, right or yeah, it, they, that that could work. But yeah, you're right. Um, those commies not quite there. Um. We'll see. Sounds like it's going to be the Falcons, but um, I I do think Belichick's going to wait out these playoffs and see. I'm sure he has back channels going on. Yeah. Oh, he's absolutely. not going to like take the first offer. He'll probably wait. Yeah. Uh, so who's taking over right now? Strong, heavy, heavy, heavy reporting. It's Gerard Mayo. That all Yuck. that Mike Vrabel talk is kind of floating out the window. Big, big, big talk on Gerard Mayo and the Crafts holding up their word of giving him the. Uh, giving him the head coaching title. Um, I'll, I'll throw these other names at you that have been tossed around. Obviously, Mike Vrabel, Ben Johnson from the uh, Detroit Lions, offensive uh, coordinator, Bobby Slowick, 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 um, the Houston OC, uh, Brian Flores name getting churned back That's up. That's weird. That's weird. DC in uh, Minnesota now. There is something called the Rooney Rule. <laughs> they do have to interview two minorities for the head coaching position. I just thought he would never want to come back here. <laughs> yep. Well, Gerard won, Flores won, and check. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Josh McDaniels doesn't count as a minority? Does is Can you not uh, identify as cunt? <laughs> He's going to... I think he goes right where Belichick goes. The box. Yeah. I don't think Josh is a cunt. I just think he sucks as a head coach outside of New England. Uh, your thoughts, Gerard Mayo, the uh, front runner. He's not ready. He's not ready at all. I think the whole plan was to have Belichick here two more years, break the record, and then have Gerard Mayo going, uh, coming off of a four and twelve season with the firing 
pretty much of Bill Belichick. This is not going to be an easy uh, shoe to fill for Gerard Mayo. I think the light is a little too bright for him right now, maybe a year or two. This would work, but I would really like Vrabel or Ben Johnson, an offensive mind like Ben Johnson here, and a GM that can back him up and help him run that game plan because it's working in Detroit that we never thought would see uh, coming with uh, Jared Goff. So you see, make it work Vrabel, with... did you say Vrabel and Ben Johnson? No, I like I, either uh, Vrabel or Ben Johnson. Got it. And Ben Johnson is the more offensive mind that I think we have been missing up here. Yeah, Ben Johnson's not moving horizontally for another offensive quarter position. For no, no, no. He's going to be the offensive. Coach. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Now, have you seen the uh, Mayo head coach Vrabel president of football operations angle? Have you seen that one? Hate it. Stupid. Yeah. I don't like that. Sounds dumb. In what world does Vrabel qualify for president of operations? He's a football coach. What yeah, Brad, like the what same Brad thing Stevens. as like the John Lynch 49ers model. That's like what they're comparing it to. He hasn't done it. Like, no, I know. No, I'm just saying it's that's that's what's out there. That because the, whatever I forget what podcast I was listening to, but they just thought it was odd that Vrabel hasn't been linked with anything yet. No coaching openings, like nothing. They thought that that was odd, since obviously you think he would get looks. Well, it felt like um, it was an unexpected firing. The owner, um, Amy something, I forget her names, um, got real pissed, real pissy about Vrabel's appearance. Uh, getting in luck, inducted into the Patriots Hall of Fame during the Titans bye week and didn't like what he had to say, all the nice things he had to say about the Patriots and the organization and the crafts. Mm-hmm. A lot of speculation, word of the week, with uh, the tampering, potential tampering in crafts and Vrabel in that week coming in as a, as a head coach. Um, but yeah, now with Belichick gone, this push for Mayo, I don't know what to believe. I know that... Feels like it's Mayo. Here's the deal. If the Crafts pick Mayo, he better be right. He better be good. Or else you're going to go into a downward spiral for the next 10 years. Because you can pick Vrabel and he not be good, and people will forgive you. Yeah, He's a, he's a good he's pick. An established coach. He can come in here. He probably lays a floor of, of mediocre. Gerard Mayo better be fucked. Because you could even go the other way to the Ben Johnson route and bring in and do the tight pants uh, Chief Bobby scenario here and uh, I never said I want tight pants guy I just said I want someone that can run an offense guy that's all I want completely overhaul your coaching system and bring in a a, a tight pants uh, 29 year old to run the program that loves offense and wears you know gold sunglasses and that could fall completely on their face and they would still get credit for taking a shot if Gerard Mayo is given the position and falls on his face they will be crushed yeah. You could say it's the How? riskiest play. That's if you put it that way, it's a very risky play. It's a, yeah. you could say he's he's technically the least qualified. He's thousand percent the oh, least abso- qualified. Uh, that whole yeah. list he is. Yeah. He's never had a coordinator position. He's yeah. never called. He's never run a a room. <laughs> How do you give that guy the head coaching position? How do you give that guy the the position to follow up Bill Belichick? Or because he was hand groomed by Bill Belichick. Like, do you want another soft pussy ass bitch situation with a failing of Mac Jones following up Tom Brady? You saw how that went. Do you do you need another guy that's not prepared for this for the limelight to to fall into the shadow of a giant and fail? Bring Vrabel in, do the smart thing, center your organization, stabilize it, spend some money in free agency, bring in a, a, a 
top-of-the-line personnel guy. Bring in all of them. Ioli's name's getting thrown out there. McDaniel's name's getting thrown out there. O'Brien's sticking around. Hey, pay, uh, give uh, Mayo the defensive coordinator title, finally. Pay him more money. Bring Vrabel in. Fill that fill Foxborough with football minds again. It's been void of them for years. It's been the Bill Belichick show for years. Bring as many of them in as that are that are all in the same wavelength as you can find and let them go to work and put Vrabel at the top of it as a head coach. That will center your organization. And then go from there. I hate O'Brien as offensive quarter, by the way. The worst offense in the league shouldn't probably keep your job. But, but he didn't get to pick any of his assistants. Yeah, I'm sure that's set up to fail. Fucking thing to do with it. Well, I mean, you're preaching that you want to run the color blue, 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 blue. And then they're like, no, 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 no. We're going to have red over here, orange over here, green over here. It's not going to work. So obviously, if you give him his own guys where they can uh, preach the philosophy, yeah, I mean, that would work out perfectly. Let him get a shot. If you're saying give Mayo a shot, defense coordinator, give Bill O'Brien a clear shot at offense coordinator and let him bring his own guys in. No, I'm with you. I, I got it. I get it. He's got a proven track record pretty much everywhere he's went of yeah. um, success. And uh, given the opportunity, he could probably find it. So um, if the, all I'll say is if you pick Mayo, you better be right. You better oh, yeah. be right. Better be right. Um, speaking of right, let's throw it over to headlines with the obvious one. Uh, thank you there, Richard. After 24 seasons, Bill Belichick mutually agreed to part ways with the New England Patriots. Pour one out for the dynasty. That is P-O-U-R. Pour one out for the dynasty. The Celtics are 18-0 at home this year. This after their, their win against Minnesota Timberwolves. Wednesday, 127-120. Tatum led all scores with 45 points. Next game is Thursday. We'll record an update at halftime. It is 75-38 Milwaukee Bucks. They went on a 25-0 run against the Celtics. Can I just the stop Bruins- you right here? Sorry. Yep. Sorry. Headlines with the obvious one. Because um, mm-hmm. we're going to skip the Celtics segment because we went so late on the Belichick stuff. We have more to do. Mm-hmm. They've done this multiple times, especially with the Celtics, whether it's to the Celtics or their opponent. Why do you put? Why do the end? Why does the NBA put primetime matchups in back-to-backs? The Celtics just had one of the best games in the NBA, overtime thriller against Minnesota, uh, the best team in the West, Milwaukee. and now back-to-back they play Milwaukee on. Yep. I'm assuming it's a TNT game. I'm assuming yep, it's it is televised. Yep. Why? Mm-hmm. Why NBA? Adam Silver. Fucking up left and right. I'll do my rant in five seconds here. That call with the Jalen Brown got hit in the head by Buddy Heald, called on the floor, and then they replay it, and then they overturn it to then have let have Chris Porzingis call the foul, keep it, and then watch them Pacers hit the free throws to win the game, and then the NBA doubles down on the Jalen Brown call and then says Porzingis was wrong. The whole thing doesn't work. Get replay, especially out of the NBA, but certainly out of all sports. And if you're going to do it, send it to the fucking cloud. So some guy watching TV, the same broadcast that everybody else is watching, goes, oh, that was wrong. Then they fix it in five seconds. That's it. That's all you do. Fuck the refs. They're all in on it. They don't have, they don't deserve the the right to be able to make that call with a goddamn monitor and 25,000 people watching them and slow it down to a pixel for every, to see if... Jalen Brown's cunt hair was swiped by Buddy Heald and then overturned it anyway. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. It ruins the game, especially in the NBA. It fucks up the last five minutes. Get rid of it and fix your back-to-backs on your primetime games. Adam Silver, uh, he's made a lot of good moves. Uh, uh, player empowerment, blah, 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 blah. I like a lot of shit he's done, but like, slow your roll, dude. Calm down a little bit. Dial it back. 
that's your rant from Richard in the headlines. Sorry, we'll skip that segment. Thank you for thank you for indulging me, Doctor Big Time. You're welcome. Uh, the Bruins today bump in the road. They have lost two in a row, and also goaltender Linus Allmark for an undisclosed amount of time. They play the Vegas Golden Knights tonight as we record at 10 p.m. Finally, on this day in 1986 AFC Championship, Miami Orange Bowl, the New England Patriots beat the Miami Dolphins 31 to 14. This has been headlines with the obvious one. Back to you, Richard and Chief Big Chief Dave Fat Bobby Bud. <laughs> throw fat in there. I don't know why. He's fat at heart. Oh, me and Jeremy's mom. There we go. Let's <laughs> <laughs> screenshot that and send it to him. Yeah, can that be the uh, YouTube snippet, please? I think it's a traditional yep. listener. I don't think he watches. I think it's, it's one of the... You just see, he has a... He has a Maybe it'll give for... him a reason to uh, consume a different form of media. All I know is every time you speak, he thinks gay. <laughs> 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 oh man i was dying laughing i, I wake up kelly and show her i'm like kelly, i just look went at to my this. phone and i just like i was like what what is son of a bitch i was like what is this it's like and that was just the first screenshot and then you sent the second one later i was like ah, fuck you mcphee then i was just mad at you <laughs> today i said to him we we're doing uh super bowl squares and I was like, hey, you want some Super Bowl squares? He didn't answer my question. You want Super Bowl squares? He goes, did you guys record already? When's the show released? I want to hear what Gabe Bobby has to say. <laughs> Bobby, you can start charging uh, for cameos. Really, I know, I could. really terrific, terrific shit right there. Hey, I had a, uh, I know we're kind of late here, big news, but I, I had a segment here, Belichick, a top five segment, Belichick moments. Do you want to do that or do you want to? Uh, I don't think we're going to talk about Belichick. I don't know. Ever again. Ever again. He's dead. He's basically dead to us. Yeah. Yep. Fuck Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Let's just, I'm going to steal this. I think this is Mike Hurley's. Um, yeah. Michael Hurley. Um, wrote this. So I was gonna come up with my own, but it's so much easier just to plagiarize. Uh, ask the who's that? The Harvard Harvard lady that got canned uh, she, for saying she's that not there anymore. Okay. I was gonna say yeah, she's not there anymore. She's not the ex Harvard lady said it was okay to genocide Jews. Plagiarism is cool. Uh, so chronologically, he just lists a bunch of shit uh, that Belichick did as kind of his top accomplishments or moments. I'll run through them fairly briefly. I'm going to skip the first one. He says building the foundation. That's too broad. And uh, he didn't really build the foundation. He walked into a team that had a foundation. multiple, multiple yeah. Hall of Famers on it. So yeah. he didn't actually really do that. Uh, the next one he has here is the decision. Uh, talking about Tom Brady over Drew Bledsoe. You got to give him credit for that. I mean, Drew Bledsoe was the $100 man, $100 million man. Uh, obviously goes out, gets hurt. Brady comes in, didn't have immediate success people kind of forget but then tore off some wins and Bel drew bledsoe was ready to come back in at the end of the season and belichick stuck with brady stuck with essentially the rookie brady got hurt in that afc championship game against the steelers bledsoe came in through a touchdown kind of softly 
padded them to a win. Didn't do much after that, after that touchdown, but right back to Brady at, for the Super Bowl from Belichick. So that was not an easy decision. That was a 50, 50 split. There were Bledsoe guys there were Brady's guys. We were, you were kind of young at this time, but I remember it specifically. And I was a Bledsoe guy because I was, I was young. And, I was young and naive. Um, but obviously Belichick made the right call there. And it was a big one. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Also in the, the 2001 of the dynasty, the two, the 2001 that they didn't really talk about is that how he elected, you know, how John Madden and Pat uh, Summerall were always saying, Oh, well, they're going to try to play for overtime. Now we might see our first overtime game because they thought the Patriots were just going to kneel, kneel, kneel. But yeah, Belichick and Brady did that mm. two minute offense and just ran, uh, got down the field into field goal range for Vinatieri to kick it. That's the thing that will always like, I'll remember about Belichick. Yeah, I remember. Well, I don't know what it was, but there was a show where I did that moment that you're talking about with Madden, where they were showing it at the end. He's like, "Oh, I, I don't agree with this. The field mm-hmm. position you got, you need to kneel." And then at the end of it, he was like, "Oh yeah, you know, at some point, if you're going to win the Super Bowl, you got to let it all hang out." Yeah, it was, yeah. Like, it was just on TV, something where I just saw that. It was NFL. It was the NFL films. But and then Pat uh, Shermer calls the kick, and he's like, "And it's good." <laughs> to win the Super Summerall. Pat Summerall. Pat Sherman. Who's Pat Sherman? I don't know. He's a Giants coach. Didn't the Giants? Oh, a- yeah, Sherman. I don't Pat think Summerall. it's Pat, though. I don't think it's Pat Sherman. Okay. Well, whatever. Fucking. Uh, to your point, Ray, that was more kind of a Brady moment, but it was a Belichick call. He did make yeah. the call to say, we're going for it. And that was a Brady. That was a Brady moment. That drive was. Oh, yeah, but it's still Belichick's decision. I mean, it was. you could say, right. hey, Brady, Neil. Obviously, he had faith in the kid to go out there and do it. That Super Bowl, in terms of Belichick, was more shutting down the quote-unquote greatest show on turf with mm-hmm. a lot of help from videotape, if you ask uh, Marshall Falk. But uh, uh, they still went out there and shut those fuckers down. 14-point um, underdogs in that Super Bowl to come back to win. You want to dive down? You want to do a spirit walk of truth real quick for this one? 9-11, that was the year they rigged it so the Patriots could win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yep. Andrew runs there. out with the flag. Yep. That one's out there on the internet. Uh, go take a look. <clears throat> From there, uh, this was another big one. I'm going to give him credit for it. Laura Malloy out, shipped him out the door, and brought R- Rodney Harrison in. A lot of people kind of forget that, but Laura Malloy was massive. He was a Pro Bowl player. Big, big reason they won that 2001 Super Bowl. And this was the first cutthroat move of the Belichick era, which we saw time and time again after this. But that classic uh, one year ahead instead of one year late. Um, that was the lawyer Malloy, and then they went out and got Rodney Harrison. Big move. Big move. Also helped you uh, win another couple. Oh yeah, Rodney Harrison was massive, massive in those two Super Bowls, two thousand three, two thousand four, back to backs. Two thousand four, maybe arguably one of the greatest teams in NFL history. Uh, a couple more here. I'm going to skip this intentional safety. A lot of people make a big deal out of that intentional it's safety. Just for checkers, bitch. It was. It was kind of feeding into that whole narrative at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it kind of go th- goes through this 2003-2004 run. They beat the co-MVPs in the playoffs. Peyton Manning and Steve McNair both shut down. Good job, Bill. Uh, let me just run through this. I don't really give him credit. Back-to-back Super Bowls. Got anything to say about 2003-2004? More uh, kind of GM, Bill really extended extended himself to build that defense to what it was drafted uh Dion Branch in that time 
It's also been 20 years since someone's gone back to back. Haven't seen that since. Yeah, it's hard to pinpoint like that in that 0304 run, like the exact maneuvers from Belichick. He, that was just like kind of a, a pinnacle of top GM, top coaching. I feel like that's all also coming Brady together. coming into his own too. That's when he was more, it wasn't all just defense. Brady was more like he was a true quarterback then. Then he was starting to really throw the ball around. And if you listen to anybody that non-cynical before all the Brady Belichick stuff went started to go on, Belichick got a shit ton of credit for developing Brady in the early years it, through that 2003-2004 run. After that, once you got to that 0506, Brady really became an entity of his own. But in that in that first dynasty, Belichick, you know, was was a massive part, not just in the defense, which he obviously gets credit for, but in developing Brady. And obviously he Brady had a lot to do with it and everything around him, but yeah, Belichick was there. Uh and then the pivot to Randy Moss and Wells Welker in the same year on the GM side of things, a fourth round pick for Randy Moss. Uh, nothing for Wes Walker, basically, uh, to go on to obviously the the only undefeated sixteen and zero season in regular regular season to uh, to lose that Super Bowl, which shall go unnamed. But in terms of a GM, in terms of a GM move, bringing in Randy Moss and Wes Walker and setting those guys up to break their every record possible and beat teams by twenty four points week in week out on the heels of Spygate. Um, that was that was shit that wasn't seen either. That was our, our my senior year in college, and we were really into betting. And the spreads on those games kept going up, and they kept hitting them. They kept covering them. It was wasn't like, one like over twenty points at one point. Weeks in a row, there were twenty yeah. to twenty four point spreads. Weeks <laughs> in a row, it was like started at seven, thirty, forty, fifteen, and then by the mid middle of the season, it was twenty point spreads every game. They were covering it every fucking game. Until they got to the Colts and the Ravens and, and those teams and the Giants at the end of the season, where they kind of started to come back to earth and obviously, you know, the slow deterioration down to the Super Bowl. But um, fucking a, they should have won that goddamn Super Bowl. Yep, that's the one that got away. Jesus, imagine that. Imagine you know, we can't even you can't even talk about it. You can't even talk about sixteen and zero because it went eighteen. Because it just hurts. Because you know what happens. It's just, it's just not it's just one. It's just not one. It's eighteen and one. That's all it is. You take 04 over 07 team. Oh yeah, yeah. That defense was fucking phenomenal. Is there any Super Bowl team winning? Any Super Bowl winning team you don't take over 2007? 18. Yeah, the Sony Michelle team. Yeah, that was probably their worst Super Bowl team. Probably 01. Well, it's different. And yeah, no, I know you're saying. one Brady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brady. That 03 team. I think their best Super Bowl team was 14 against the Seahawks. I think that was their best team. No, I'm just saying, 03 team, I wouldn't take them. Yeah. You're right. 2003 was 2004. Those are the best teams they had. I'm just saying, like, that's, yeah, I'm just saying. Mm. Like, you were saying over 07. Like, would I take the 07 team or the 03 team? 03. 03 and 04 were basically. I actually the same had a. Team. I actually think about it. Well, 04 team I thought was a little better. They were a little better because they had another year to gel and mold, and they just exactly. Yeah, the 04 team I, was nasty. But, but the 07 team, 03 team, the roster team is construction was relatively the same. 
Yeah, I'm just saying yeah, they had the same seven. defense. Yeah. I yeah. Either way, I don't know. You just threw me off. I'm sorry. I know you're going to be angry and calling fat. Oh, Bobby said the 14 team was the best. No, 04. 04 no. 14. I don't know. 14. They had so many guys on those teams. They were stacked. That defense alone on 04 would just let would win anything. Oh, they're 14 though. That was that they had Revis. They had Browner. They had McCordy. Yeah, but had, throw it in the 04 rules. They had Mayo at linebacker. They had um, not Mayo. Sorry. They had Hightower. They had Will Fork. They had it was prime Gronk. Hernandez was gone, but they had Edelman, James White. It was 04. It's 04. Ah. Two against one bitch tits. It's close, but it's 04. They they won 21 straight fucking games. They won 21 straight games with that team. And then they went in and beat co-MVPs. Like, no, it's oh then 03 04 roster is unbelievable. And okay, credit to Bill there. Uh the 08 11 wins with Matt Castle. Arguably Impressive. one of the best coaching seasons. Uh kind of skip that. They they talk about discovering Malcolm Butler. I don't know if I can I don't know if that lands on a top. Matt back. Patricia discovered Malcolm Thank Butler. Thank you. Okay. Um ineligible formations. I did like this one. The uh the Ravens. Uh oh, I was there. That was an awesome game to be at. And they're bitching about the ineligible formations. Mm -hmm. Another, you know, and this is a broader, this goes back to the Rams Super Bowl and uh, dominating Peyton Manning in the playoffs and the Bill Belichick effect literally changing rules across the NFL. And the ineligible formations in 2014 against the Ravens, they had the, the league had to go in and change that loophole, which Belichick exploited. And it, it, it's almost like cliche now to talk about how Belichick exploited those rules because he got caught doing it going too far on a couple occasions, several occasions. But it is part of his whole repertoire, his whole resume, his whole history. He changed the he literally changed the game from the from the the way the defense played that greatest show on turf and Peyton Manning's Bill Polian petitioned the league to change the defensive back. Uh, the defensive secondary rules so Peyton Manning could have a better game against the Patriots. And that's the defense you see in the NFL today on steroids. You can't touch a wide receiver because Bill Belichick and Ty Law beat the shit out of those guys in the early 2000s. Um, so, you know, massive impact, massive impact. Um, this says the Julian Edelman play when he throws it to him. Don't, I don't give Belichick credit for that. That was McDaniels. Um, I do give him credit for this. 2014, lighting a fire into Tom Brady's ass, drafting Billy, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Whether it was intentional or not, you took a Tom Brady who was kind of falling off and sent him into orbit after that after that draft pick and talking the, about Brady and about Belichick the way he did. Not a lot of people talk about the uh, motivator that Belichick was, but that's a big piece of why he was successful as a coach. He knew like what player needed to be pushed and kind of dragged through the mud to light a fire on their ass and be hated in order to be good. Brady was that guy and what players need a little bit more of a coddling. He didn't do as well with the coddling, but he knew when to light fires on under people's asses. Yeah. It didn't work with Mac Jones. No. <laughs> He just knew when to break and knew when to build. 
when he was in his heyday. Uh, and then getting to la- the last ones here, I think this one goes in a, in a top five moment. 2014 Super Bowl, to your point, Bobby, they, this is called the stare down to Pete Carroll. Um, but obviously talking about the the play at the goal line, turn into the interception by Malcolm Butler. Generally, the pay, you're, if you're on defense, you're going to call a timeout there, save some time, and they're going to score. Give yourself offense a, a Hail Mary chance. Belichick did not. Famously stares down Pete Belichick from uh, Pete Carroll from across the field, called his shot, did not call timeout, mm-hmm. made Pete Carroll make that call within the 40-second play clock, turned into an interception. I don't want to get too hokey on it, but that's a fucking ballsy move from a head coach. As much impact as you can have from the sideline as a head coach in the moment, that's kind of top in the list. Yeah, but see that since the little Giants and Danny O'Shea when he uh, went up against his big brother. <laughs> All right, rattle off these. Uh, 28 to 3, that's more of a Brady thing. Um, the, the, the 2018 season where they pivoted that offense to a run first was delayed the rise of the Chiefs. Delayed the rise of the Chiefs. I think that was more of a Brady thing than, than a Belichick thing. The, but... wind, the wind game, now he's, he's pulling at straws. No, that was a Belichick thing. He do the that back Jones and throw the ball. Run, 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 run. Yeah, those uh, so this win game in 2021, um Patriots versus the Bills in Buffalo, I think was more of a Belichick just wanted to be fucking cute. But that will take the wind against Peyton Manning in 2013 in Foxborough when they were down 21 to nothing at halftime, came back, went to overtime. And then the Patriots won the coin toss, and they said, we'll take the wind. Remember that? And they yeah. went on to win. That game. Wes Walker muffed the punt, and they went on to win with a field goal. That's fucking – that's ballsy. <laughs> you don't take the ball in overtime. You take the wind because you know Peyton Manning's pussy arm can't throw through it. <laughs> that's Mark. not on this list, but I put that up there. Anyway. Uh, that's a good one. There's more Belichick. I don't know if we can come up with the top five there, but maybe maybe down the line. Let's do a quick break and we'll uh, move off the Belichick talk into some into Chief so Gabe Bobby's moment. Not how, but how. We're gonna have to do a top five Belichick moment blog, Ray. I I was just quick checking real quick, and oh, there's one, there's one, one this week. You were busy. It's okay. No, I fucking <laughs> put your name down too. Son of a bitch. New segment here. Uh, new wish segment. This is our second iteration of the Spirit Walk of Truth with Big Chief Gay Bobby. Um, I throw it over to you. Uh, what is our topic this week? Uh, this topic is simulation theory. Basically, uh, what that is for those of you that don't know is the theory that we're all living in a computer simulation. None of this is real. And that we are basically the computer simulation being run by our uh, future, much future, 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 uh, human race. We are not living in base reality. Human race or robots or machines. 
we don't could know. be either depends on the, what part of the you know how, how you want to go with it uh what makes this theory so interesting is that it is literally and you are unable to disprove the simulation you can't do it so it is it is the ultimate conspiracy theory because it literally says everything is fake with the exception of nothing and you can't prove me other wrong you can't prove me wrong it is the it is the granddaddy of all conspiracy theories where do you guys land on this any thoughts on this I'd what about some hear... of the logic that I put there did in the you... email there? I think did it's, it's say... tough to get through some of that logic, right? Right. Did you say no? <laughs> no, I agree. I, I think I this was know. a great know. one. I'm pretty sure Bobby said, do you have any thoughts on this? And you went, no. <laughs> <laughs> I say no. Which would have been fucking perfect. <laughs> it's like, are you fucking kidding me? You want me to you want me to dive into this? No. <laughs> I don't have any fucking thoughts. I'm thinking about my Fortnite game plan later before my fucking wife bumps my chair. That's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that, that's always going through my head right there. I'm just kidding. Bot pod, uh, bottom of the totem pole of dumb. Dying to hear what you think of, of the simulation theory off the top. Here. I've always thought of that because, like, what? how did this all come together? Like, I, I just don't, it doesn't make sense. Like, the what came first, the chicken or the egg? Like, how did people get here? Like Evolution did... or God? Which one? Where do you fall? Yeah. Evolution. Okay. Because it makes so sense. Science can back that up, but 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 how did they get here? I mean, did just, someone you know, create that science via a simulated program? Game, yeah, like a game of some sort. You speak of Fortnite, you make fun of me. Well, maybe my uh, computerized self is getting bumped by his wife while he's trying to make this fat guy look at porn later on tonight because he's had a couple beverages. You know? Right. Right. Well, right. Uh, to Bobby's point, it, it's become, you know, we're. In, must be we would be in an iteration of the simulation that is so refined that you know there there's no indication of any manipulation of thought or movement or anything and it's all based on the only understanding i can have it of is some type of advanced algorithm that is working at some ungodly speed almost a, a real time speed creating a real life scenario. Do I have that right? You do. Yeah. So it, it's, I, I think mm -hmm. what you're saying is that like your, for, for you and you, the way you're describing your simulation is that like you're rich, you're yourself, but you're not here, but someone is inputting reality on you, and that's how you're experiencing it. You're just not in this earth. You're not here. That's well, how you're that's what you're saying, right? Yeah, I yeah, there has to be I and I I envision this as a program that is running through like I don't know how to through the simulations theory, I don't know how to explain like physic physicality in flesh through the simulation like is this is my shirt real or everything is just within a how we would describe a com uh, a computer program or a screen i think it would be Actually. is that yeah like technically you, your body isn't there nothing is there your consciousness is there and it's just whatever electrical signals or however your brain operates that needs you to think that when you feel this it feels like cotton or polyester and that when you whatever you do is you're getting that feeling even though you're 
you don't have a body and you're not doing it. Right. The, <clears throat> right. The, uh, I mean, the only physical, like the only thing that I can equate it to is the matrix. And then that, in that yes. situation, they're in, there are actual human beings in pods and their brain is, yeah, they plug in, is being synapsed. And, and your reality is strictly in your brain. Another uh, movie that kind of does this is Inception, where um, mm-hmm. you can go into a dream world and then just live in a dream world. But he te- essentially, but at, in both those examples, which is which I've done a little bit of kind of deep diving this. In both those examples, there still is a physical body somewhere. There's a physical specimen, and the brain is the operator of the um, of the syndication uh, or uh, of the. Um, yeah, syndication. So I don't know where that falls into line on this in this, you know, in different conspiracy theories. You I mean you could read whatever you could read ones like that or you could read ones where a, a simulation is created and we're all like NPCs like we aren't actual like we're not the stars of the game. Yeah, we're, like we're, 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 we're not the like star. Players, we're just yeah. living we're living out this whole reality and there's a reason for the simulation they're there and we're just living out the reality all around them but the whoever has created the simulation has a different purpose and it's trying to distract information around it and we're just all here just to imagine that like we're just watching fart videos and this guy's trying to like yeah. win the game or you know going on his own <laughs> he's like god oh, fucking land get out of that fucking way langevin i, I yeah. gotta go he's like, i've given this guy all the goddamn things he needs to be successful and all he wants <laughs> hey, he's still fucking dumb. Fucking like, i did the quest but this dumb npc doesn't fucking <laughs> accept it he's always drunk yeah. <laughs> my created character is a white male in america in 2024 and he's fucking watching fart videos it's like go conquer the <laughs> world son it. of a bitch <laughs> That's the first guy that dies in the video. Just the guy in the car just drives by, runs him over. So there's a Ryan Reynolds movie about this too, right? Uh, Nice guy or something where he's like, he's like a a PC is gives, gets some, some type of free will and kind of goes in. No, he realizes that he's in the video game. It's almost like the Truman show. Well, Mm. that's yeah. The essential, essentially free will when, the other side of it would but not be three free will. If we are the NPCs, we don't have technically free will. We're just going throughout. Like Bill, he can't go to Canada now. He doesn't have free will. Exactly. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Um, do you mind, Bobby, reading the quotes that you've laid out here? Because I think they're terrific. Uh, certainly. The ones where I said about what the eggheads are? Yeah. Um, right, certainly. Uh, wait, no. I see I see Elon, Neil. Yeah, that's the one oh, he's yeah, talking here's, about. Here's some certainly. Of... All right. So yeah. here's what some of the eggheads are talking about. These are this is an Elon Musk quote. The odds that we're living in base reality is one in billions. Another, if you assume a rate of improvement at all games will eventually be indistinguishable from reality. A quote from Neil deGrasse Tyson. I believe it's a 50-50 proposition we're in base reality. Another quote. There is computer code written into the equations we use to describe the cosmos. You can find strings of ones and zeros. Raymond Langevin, stupid bitch, on Neil deGrasse Tyson. You don't need Neil deGrasse Tyson to figure out where my dick's going when I'm drunk. That's your mother's ass. <laughs> I heard. I heard quote. That's yeah, what, heard that you. scientist is wrong. 
I've heard you say that, Ray. Um, this has sparked a thought in my brain because uh, I do like the simulation talk, but I also am very much into uh, the cosmetology, uh, not cosmetology. I, I do read a Cosmo from time to time. Cosmetology, you do some nails? Yeah, I drink a Cosmo <laughs> and I read the Cosmo. Um, uh, and then I put it on your mother's ass, right? Jeremy's going to be but on I, you soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brian Cox, Neil deGrasse Tyson, astronomy, uh, of the Cosmos. I, I, I listen to a lot of that. And this, I learned this or read this or listened to it from Brian Cox a very, very long time ago when he was talking about extraterrestrial life, which obviously is another conspiracy theory. I hope we get into it at some point in time. Um, and everyone, you know, because the universe is so massive and gigantic to the point where we can't comprehend it, of course there has to be life out there. But his point is it's not just space, it's also time. So the light that you see is millions and millions and millions and millions of miles away. So the idea that we can exist as humans and species at the same time as another civilization across the universe is those the odds on that are as small as the universe is big. So the idea that our civilization could evolve to the point to be able to create these the simulation that we're in that can attach to a physical limitation that is the actual universe. Even if we're in a simulation, we know that the world is three point something billion, you know, billion years old. And astronomy tells us that it takes a lot fucking longer than that for, for civilizations to kind of come together and hold and withstand and not get pummeled by meteors and have to start all over again. So unless that's part of the simulation, which is why this shit's so hard to disprove, my argument against it would be there hasn't been enough time to to for for humans to evolve to that point. And I look at the Neil deGrasse Tyson quote of 50-50 proposition, we're in a baseline reality and odds are one in billion by Elon Musk. Well, they know the odds of what it takes for civilization to to withstand the universe bombardment. And we've seen where we've come in X amount of thousands of years. We're not close to being able to simulate different realities so how much longer do we have to 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 withstand life in this universe to to get technology to the point where we can actually even do this because well, even that even in the simulation you have to simulate your point to you have to simulate the simulation all the way to that technology and that time is it has to be massive has to be massive Am I trying? Am I making any sense? Are you following me? Yes. No. Yeah, Civilization has no, yeah, been around for yeah. five thousand years. Yes. If you need a hundred thousand to get to the technology well, point where you can simulate human life, we've like, the the universe says you don't have a chance, buddy, because a meteor is coming to blow your shit up in a hundred and fifty years or whatever. That's exactly what Neil deGrasse Tyson's argument is. He says it's a fifty-fifty proposition because either. Uh, to be for in, in order to prove that a simulation is a simulation, they eventually have to get to the point where they can then simulate themselves to then create the new simulation. So the 50-50 proposition is we're either the in-base reality and we're first because we can't simulate it or we're last. We're in the last right. simulation because we're not there yet. So that's why he's saying it's 50-50. Right. I've heard him say that. I've heard him talk about that. Then whole, then whole proposition. See, like we're either exactly. first or so last. It's, it's a Ricky Bobby situation. First or last. <laughs> yep um please continue yeah and uh also the simulation theories argument to what you were saying before uh there's no aliens because they're not in the simulation richard and it's awfully convenient that if you're gonna 
create the speed of light so that that way you can't get uh, to these places, otherwise known as the speed of which information can be traveled within the simulation. But your mother yeah. being a whore travels pretty fast in the simulation. Good one, Ray. Shoehorned. Um, <laughs> damn it. Yeah, I'm just going to push that one aside and say anything that uh, is inconvenient is convenient to the other side of the argument. So the speed of light is what it is. It's the best knowledge we have. It's the best science we have for that part of the universe. And uh, I, I don't have anything explanation for that. No, I do find the uh, interesting thing about uh, how electrons behave. I do think that that is interesting and using the same example with if a, if a tree falls and no one's there to hear it, does it make a sound? That whole argument, basically how if, if you could hear, if you could prove that it's there, that a sound is made, then that would tell you about if there's a simulation. But now that we know how electrons behave, we know that they're going to behave differently if we hang a microphone in the phone because they know they're being watched. So they're sick little fucks and they won't let us figure it out. Yeah, uh, Brian Green. I just watched uh, Brian Green. I had a little bout of insomnia last night and was going through a lot of these videos. Um, Brian Austin Green? Nope. Um, he's a um, guy from 90210. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. No, oh. what are the uh, physic, physical astronomer, astrologist, astrologist, but it's uh, but they're he does like quantum mechanics and quantum physics and. Uh, astronomy and physics and that's all computing and all that shit um and he works on algebra in europe they built this massive what's the fucking massive thing where they create so much energy something collider the altron collider something they recreate the big bang Mm -hmm. yeah and uh and they and you know they and they take out all of this information and they kind of recreate it in real time he went on uh one of the late night colbert maybe and showed that particle example of electrons he was like if you shoot a bullet two bullets through these spaces then they you know they they make two columns but if you shrink that down all the way to electrons they make infinite columns as many columns as they want they just kind of act and behave however the fuck they want he's like and we don't know why it's like it's the number one example of chaos theory in the universe that we cannot explain with the science that we have right now which is kind of fucking insane everybody thinks that Every you know, and nothing's real. YouTube videos, everyone can create. No one's impressed by anything. I talk to people all the time about like how cool would it be to go to Mars. People are like who gives a shit? It's like, no, there's it's like cool. there's still feats to be accomplished as the human race. We haven't done everything. There's still a lot out there that is not Plenty understood. You're just re- you're just watching YouTube videos. You're Kyrie Irving and Aaron Rodgersing the world and think you're the smartest girl on the fucking girl on the block because you watched a YouTube video. Still a lot of shit to learn. Ask Brian Austin Green. Chief Gay Bobby, you're gonna have to learn when to jump in if you're if you're in charge of uh, segments. I, well, I you, you got to keep pushing uh, this along, or I'm gonna take over. Dana, dana, dana thing. I thought he was going somewhere with that, and I really wanted to see where it was going. So my no. my Hold apologies. Up. Constantly there. interrupt Ray. See how much fucking green time he's got in your segment, and how much time he gets in my segment. That's intentional. Okay, keep going. He's added nothing fucking productive. This we no. asked him if he had any no, thoughts. Not a thing at all. No, I didn't no. say no. You just heard no. 
Yeah. I mean, this is uh, it, it, when it when it comes to theories, this one is the most interesting because you can sit here. There, There is no one angle. There is no one thing. You can't say this. You can't say that. It is uh, it, it is all encompassing. And if you um, you know, we all like you, you mentioned in the Brian Austin Green, you listen to all these podcasts and like, you know, whatever it is, uh, different intellectual pursuits. It's it, it just interesting to hear everybody's angle, whereas somebody says like, uh, what, what's if, if you could just learn anything? It, it, I think it was Lex Friedman. You could learn anything. The first question you ask, what's outside the simulation? It's just it, it is always interesting to hear these uh, this this opinion. This yeah. wrapped with AI, the AI apocalypse, I think, are my two most interesting things. Well, and then it all di it all devolves back into what's the point, right? What's the whole purpose yeah. of of why yeah, are we perfect. here? And I'll wrap this up, um, and I'll go back to Brian Cox, who I really uh, enjoy listening to, and he has, I think, just a grounded approach on this. And his whole idea is the universe is is so big, and I just explained to his theory on on extraterrestrial life is it's very unlikely that we are encompassing time within the universe as a civilization as anybody as any other civilization at the same time because we're the, the distance is so far at least as far as we can see basically his thought is there probably is alien life out there but we'll never experience it because we will never cross paths in the time and space it takes to to identify each other how does Brian Cox feel about interdimensional uh, child molesting aliens? Um, he because I, that would that pokes a hole in his theory there. It may, and there's there's a lot of examples of that. <laughs> I he, got you there, McPhee. You weren't ready for that one. He, he, I was really gonna I was really gonna finish this off in a real nice, full, peaceful. And I was really gonna Robert Kraft this thing, and uh, oops, give you a real peaceful thought. His th his thinking is: What's the meaning of life? Of our existence is so delicate in the grand view and scheme of what the universe actually is that isn't that just fucking enough like molecules and have come to the point where we have brains okay uh that's bobby and jesus and jeremy's mom and he's is brian her. cox uh part of your tribe there bobby <laughs> maybe no we'll be right so back with simplest minds of the week uh, he right looks like this. he is he looks like he is stupid or something. Almost as stupid as a stupid does. Are you crazy? Or just plain stupid? Stupid as stupid does, Mrs. Blue. I guess. Are you stupid or something? Stupid as stupid does, sir. That's on you, Big Chief Gay Bobby. You don't bring something that serious to the Simple Mind Sports Show, okay? When I talk conspiracy theories, I'm talking moon landing, JFK, something we can go off the rails with. You're dealing with the fucking Sorry. bottom of the toilet. I didn't know that you okay. had this passion don't for it. Okay? Don't, don't take me down to the fucking... I'll come back to Flat Earth next week. Sorry. As soon as, he, as soon as he got that email from you today, he like called his boss and said, I'm done for today, boss. I got some shit I got to take care of. And he just deep That's a fucking great you email, got, you got by the, the way. That's a great version. fucking had... email. Bill Belichick <laughs> was fired today. Okay, I didn't get to dive as deep as I would have liked into the simulation. I can. We didn't touch on anything you wrote. There will be a blog tomorrow uh, by oh, Chief of Bobby. <laughs> Slap that up there. Yeah, yeah I will. Uh, it'll, be, it'll be quote unquote written by Chief Bobby uh, and put up on the website, simplemindsports.com. Uh, Ray, uh, <laughs> I think you have access to write blogs too if you're ever so inclined. 
Uh, let's do uh, just real quick. We'll end the show. We're very late. You did Civil mind sex position oh, with your mother. Okay. Uh, uh, I really like this one. Okay. I want to read you this story. I found it from Barstool, but it's been <laughs> everywhere. Appreciate sure the New York Post accomplished it. Um, uh, here's the headline Amateur treasure hunter dreams there's gold underneath his house, digs a hole 12 stories deep, falls in it, and dies. Good. <laughs> you get, you fucking nerd. <laughs> Suck it, dweeb. Uh, this is from the original uh, story is from your favorite um post there bobby the new york post a man died after falling down a 130 foot hole he dug under his kitchen floor after dreaming there was a there was gold buried under his property in minas gerias brazil johan <laughs> joa no no there's no n joa 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 pima pima yeah, dug one hell of a hole that's a fucking deep hole uh, he was 71 years old. This is the key part for me. 71 lost his balance. No shit. Thursday afternoon at 71, Bill 72. And you want him to coach your football team? This guy fell down a fucking hole. Just looking down <laughs> Thursday afternoon and plunged down the massive pit. He excavated, which ended up being as tall as a 12 story building. What the fuck's a, I guess I can go both two, two ways in this one. If you're what do you do with all the dirt? Ooh, Ooh, that's a great question. He, uh, where did uh, all that dirt go? That's a lot of dirt. Just doesn't work. I've been so wrapped. Asshole. Also, what happened to his simulator? The guy, the guy that simulated <laughs> yeah, you him. Read down how more. Pissed would start... he be? Honestly, it's refreshing to hear a story about a man digging a massive pit in his house and it not being like a weird sex pit. <laughs> That's <laughs> it feels true. Feels like if someone is digging a pit in their house, the ninety-nine percent chance it's for sex stuff. Speaking That's of true. digging, and this is not in this in this one here, but it really made the news this week. Do you see those uh, tunnels those Jews were digging in New York? The Hasidic Jews dug those holes underneath uh, mm-hmm. from the temple or whatever? Synagogues. Synagogues, yeah. What, are they trying to get away from the college kids? Well, I don't know if it's come out what their whole purpose was, but I did. They didn't. Read, People did were read, pissed off in New York. I read a thread that there was a guy on Twitter uh, a year ago that was like, I know this sounds crazy. This was in a tweet. He goes, but there's Jews underneath my apartment. <laughs> that was his tweet. That was his tweet. And he's making, like, I waking up and there's no change. He's like, I live in a ground floor, and I can hear the hara, the hara being uh, like sung and uh, underneath, underneath my apartment. And he and like a couple of tweets about it, and then this came out, and he tweeted again after a year later. He goes, "A lot of you owe me an apology." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the whole point is of that whole story. I haven't dug deep that deep into it. Nice pun there with the with the hole. I don't know what the Jew hole story is in New York. All I know is this. <laughs> this 12-story hole that this guy dug at 71 years old, he's either like, I got nine months to live or... Uh, my time, yeah. But just to like kind of lose your balance and then eat shit, that's tough. It's like 12 stories. That's pretty at serious. At least it saves them on funeral costs. He's already down there. The dirt is an interesting question. Did you just Shawshank it and like with each... He put it in his jeans and brought it out to his yard and scattered yeah, it. I mean, that's a shitload of dirt. It's 12 stories of dirt. Yeah. And that's not a small hole. I mean, the circumference is at least Irene's asshole. Ass there. Yeah. Shoehorn that one, boys. Yeah, there you that go. That was not. That's, that was no, a good yeah. one. I mean, that was. No, I, I, I felt that coming in. I felt that. So did your mother. <laughs> yeah, so did your mother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A couple more here. Aaron Rodgers booted off the McAfee show with his controversy there. Way to go, Aaron. Nice job. 
And then last one, uh, this one, we're going to end the show on a high. Uh, here's the headline. Chinese chess champ loses title for going poo-poo in a bathtub. <laughs> How many titles would you have lost there, Richard, for uh, poo-pooing? Every time. Uh, at a Beijing Associated Press, a competitor in a Chinese chess says he was has sued the National Association in China for mental distress after he was stripped of a title for drinking alcohol and defecating in a bathtub of his hotel room at a recent competition. Yang Shenglong doesn't Shenlong. Uh, Shenlong doesn't deny what happened, but wrote in a civil complaint this week that he drank a moderate amount of beer to celebrate his win with other players and that some food had caused his stomach problems and he couldn't make the toilet. Um, in time. The complaint came one week after a social media post about the Chinese Zingkai Association that described the drinking and defecation. It said an investigation found had found that Yen damaged the hotel property, violated public order, and good behavior and a negative impact on the tournament. So they took this guy's title away for going for sh- getting fucking shit faced and then shitting in a toilet. Seems right? that way. Or a shit in a bathtub. Bathtub. You've done that before, right? You guys poured mustard and ketchup all over me. Uh, well, I, did that. I was not there, but I have a, I have a, uh, almost a hands-on account of it. I'm shitting, shitting, I'm shitting, I'm shitting, I'm shitting. I'm shitting. Ray was so drunk, he needed to announce that he was shitting and shitting and shitting. Um, As because people he could poured not also water not to the toilet in time. Nope, they put me in the bathtub. Well, that I, make that that. I don't blame this guy. That makes sense. You're so fucked up, you can't control your bowels or your legs. Just get in a contained area and let it loose. I woke up at Alex's house with a fucking towel on me, and I was butt naked. I go, uh oh, this isn't good. <laughs> this can't be good. This isn't good. Yeah, Wigan. It sounds like, like the, it sounds like the end of most of your mother's stories. You remember the time Ryan shit the bed in Montreal? <laughs> Did you ever hear that story? Yes. Again, I was not present for that, but I. Had... You were not. It was the four of us. Uh, we woke up last night, in Montreal. Ryan Sullivan, who is a doctor now, Doctor Ryan Sullivan, getting married in the French Alps, by the way, and invited me to his wedding. <laughs> nope. Anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah, we got wasted. I uh, came back what to the hotel room. He uh, fucking. We opened up the sheets, and Ryan had shit caked all over his ass. Shit, fuck. She shit the bed. It was fabulous. And you Nemo. don't think that you should attend the wedding to let. This young, this young woman. I already told her well, we met her in Philadelphia. That's that the one girl? in Philadelphia. That's girl. He's getting married He's to that girl. Girl in the French Alps. Yep. 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 Yeah, I wouldn't go either. This has been the Two Months Sports Show Friday Rewind, uh, January twelfth. That was a marathon, boys. Well done. See you next week. Bye bye. Oh, Thank if, you. and if you're listening, watching, and interested, we have started a newsletter that raises. Right. He's the editor in chief. Um, so if it doesn't come out every Friday, it's his fault. Uh, but then it'll be released today, uh, giving you all the gr- latest and greatest from SuperMindSports.com, including this podcast and the latest blogs. Uh, Big Chief Gay Bobby in his simulation theory blog will be up there, I believe. Um, Big Belichick week this week. But, uh, go to the website, sign up for the newsletter, SuperMindSports.com. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Really excited for you to take on this new challenge, Ray, editor-in-chief of the newsletter. I just got a big promotion for, for you. I hope it uh, reflects in your paycheck. What the fuck am I going to do? I don't even know what to do. I don't even have Excel. I don't even have fucking <laughs> Excel to fucking send you.
I asked Kelly to borrow her fucking computer. I don't have to sell mine. Yeah, you dumb assholes. I still need a list of fucking email addresses so this thing can go out. I know, but I don't have Excel, so I have to get on her computer. I need it tomorrow morning. Just put the fucking Stop email me, addresses baby. in a goddamn spreadsheet and send it to me. I don't have a spreadsheet. <laughs> Can't you just copy and paste? No. Why? Because I need to import a spreadsheet into the fucking thing. It says, would you like to import fucking contacts? Yes. How do I do that? No. CSV, which is a mugging ninja. I know you work with your hands and you're very tough. You're a fucking uh, manual tough hand worker. But Ooh, us, what's this? us desk workers understand that it's not that goddamn hard to put letters in a box and then save it and send it. Says you. <laughs> I don't have Microsoft fucking Word or Excel. It's checked again. I searched it. And I don't have it. No shit, you don't have it. it. I searched it. I want to download. How much does that cost? Download it. Fucking download it. Just get the free trial. Cancel it in seven days. I will remember. (laughs) I never remember. Just use uh, a... Go Go ahead, download Napster, and then download Excel. That'll do it. (laughs) As a grown goddamn man, you should own... You should have a word processing program on your computer. Why? For this I don't go on, reason. I don't go on the computer. I, if we were doing this, I would never go on a computer. I would probably even own a computer. Okay. I'm rescinding your duties as editor-in-chief. Just I'm downloading ask, Microsoft Excel right now. Ask Kelly to get me the fucking list. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> and you're not excluded from this either, Bobby. Give, give me that list of your three fucking tribe friends so we can send it to them. <laughs> Smokesignal at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how many peace pipe circles do you have planned for this weekend, Bob? Fine. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that's a normal week. It's a holiday weekend, actually, so maybe more. What the fuck holiday is this? Oh, you racist cunt. Me? <laughs> <laughs> what holiday is it? I I'm okay, day, you racist bitch. Get a fuck. <laughs> Download it, really? Download Word and fucking lose the racism, you fucking jerk. Is it really? Oh, man. Uh, wow. Is it? Uh, no. No, it's not. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, shit. I know what. I know when there's a holiday coming. Yeah. That's why course. the kids don't have school Monday. Now it makes sense. It's all yeah, coming gear, together. Gear up, Ray. You're three weeks away from uh, Black History Month. It's Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't wait. You're going to have to buckle up. My favorite <laughs> holiday month bob is yours june by chance what's june gay pride month Hello there, gentlemen. Wow. Hello, boys. Ray. Different yes. room. Yes. Wow, look at that. Mm-hmm. What's going on? None. Just still changing up of the rooms. That's all. Interesting. Thank you. Good for you. Now, 
Are you still in your cum dungeon? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. You're, uh, yeah. Was there Kelly an accident a... that no, we Kelly... had to turn it around? No, Kelly hasn't started a new job yet. And no, there's no accident. And I just changed the pace. Okay. I was playing video games to honestly with you oh, guys. Oh, cool. Was... That's awesome. What kind of video games were you playing? I was playing Fortnite, but every oh, time awesome. uh, were you, did Kelly you have a headset on and you uh, fucking... come in and she'd hit my chair and she'd pass by with like bags. Oh, I see. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, it was inconvenient to me. So, so I had to switch up the wife deal. wouldn't fuck up your video game playing. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Got it. You're like wow. spot on, yeah. No uh huh, uh huh. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, yes. Good to see Bobby's still uh, moving around, shuffling around. His Terminator went with him. Or yeah, of course. Transformer, or whatever the fuck nerdy thing you got behind you. Yeah, no, he's got to go. Got it. Got it. Mm-hmm. Which one is that now? It's Optimus Prime. And that's still a he, even though it's a robot. No, uh, he yeah. identified as he. In yeah, twenty in twenty twenty four. If it was a girl robot, it'd be pink. Get with it. Oh, yeah, right. Blue is for boys. Pink is yeah, for girls. I mean, my my whole mind is changing. My whole you're trying to adapt, trying to stay current. You know. Yeah, I get you. Ray, you have to be really up on the times with your fucking video games, talking to fourteen year olds constantly all night playing. Yeah, do you do you do you talk shit to them? Do they talk shit to you? What do they do? They teabag you virtually. Some kids are very good, and I don't like to respond back to uh, negative criticism about my gameplay. But when I do win, <laughs> I might rub a little salt in the twelve-year-old's wound. You know, eh, eh, eh. nuts in your mouth. Yeah, pretty much. Now, is it very evident when you're dealing with a young one, like the balls of are not dropped, and they they of sound course. like they sound like a, a Timmy? What B. are the new? What, what's the 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 good new disc for a twelve-year-old these days in Fortnite? Now they call you sweaty. I don't know what that means. Still, I have to look it up. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, is that wait, hit you for see you? Me? That must hit for you, though. You must. No, they like can just that. fucking. Their camera. <laughs> they can just hear you breathing heavily. Like, hey, 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 you old fat, fat bitch! Guy. You're sweaty. You're sweaty. Like, yeah, I am. I am sweaty. As a matter of fact, son, I am. Thank my you. Wife, Thank my you wife know. keeps bumping into my chair, going to take the trash out as I play <laughs> video games in my underwear. Yeah. <laughs> don't ever grow up to be like me, folks. Get your own room where you can lock the door. Never Neverland. Never <laughs> Neverland. Uh, speaking of Never Neverland, what do you say we started the show? Lots to get to. Big news uh, coming out of the world of sports. I think.